7.20 on a uh, Thursday morning. Joining us now in our studios is the Northfield Area Fire and Rescue Fire Chief, Tom Nelson. Good morning, Tom. Morning, Jeff. And I asked Rich to join us to kind of, you know, we'll just make it a conversation. Sure. Because I gave Brad Ness, he's able to take a pass because I said we'll be able to fill the time, which we always seem to do. We always seem to do that. We do this. With good information, too. We talk about averages, right, with weather and everything, Mm -hmm. and... My lawn in October has never looked better all summer long. <laughs> it's and, it's that two and a half inches of rain. Yeah, I mean, I mowed week. it more in October than right. I think I did the whole rest of the summer. Probably. So. Isn't that just the way it works? Yes. Yeah, and, the leaves rake too? Oh, I grind them up and throw them over the back. Yeah, you don't, you, you don't, you don't, you don't <laughs> burn them, them openly. No, no, no. That's that's. <laughs> you push them into your neighbor's lawn. No, we live by the railroad, so we okay. can compost them right on the back. Oh, the good oh, stuff. So it's kind of nice. But. Well, let, let's talk about. Uh, Let's first of all talk about burning. You know, this time of year, normally we've got dead grass and dead leaves and dead everything uh, laying around, but uh, it's uh, pretty well soaked, saturated yeah, right now. We don't have to worry about it too too much. Mm-hmm. But we did have a call this month where someone had hired in the city limits had hired some people to clean up their yard and all the vegetation around the house, and and so uh, middle of the afternoon we get a call of a neighbor calls and says. So-and-so's house is on fire. I can see flames. So we run up there, and um, the people who were cleaning up the yard decided to just make a pile in the middle of the backyard. And it was green stuff, so it was, you know. (laughs) Pretty smoky. Pretty smoky. And uh, so I figured this was a good time to just remind folks what you can and can't do in the city of Northfield and the city of Dundas. Right? It's all about rules in life, and they're there to protect you. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So I thought it makes sense to talk a little bit about what's a recreational fire. So a recreational fire is two things. One, it's you have the fire pit. I have a really nice fire pit in my backyard that I built that um, has no, you know, it has rocks around it. It's mm-hmm. really nice. The mm-hmm. kids, we made them help do that. And it's with it's a 36-inch ring. And the point of it is to you use it for recreation. Yes, you don't use it to dispose of stuff. No. No. Um, same thing with the fire, The what are they called? The portable portable fire pits that sure. people mm-hmm. sit in their driveway or whatever. Same thing. They're designed for, they're a certain size. The solo stoves. Exactly. Yeah, they're great. And um, you have to have them a certain distance from any buildings. You have to have them, you know, set back. And that's all common sense, right? So they're not for burning leaves or... Um, we're doing a remodeling project, and we got some sheetrock and some carpet remnants <laughs> and an old tire. <laughs> well, you laugh, but you oh, know um, the the days of us that grew up with a burning barrel, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. out in the country, yeah, I suppose um, those days are gone. And yes. so, um, both Northfield and Dundas, we have compost site. We have, uh, I think Dundas does it too, where they have the once a week you can have your lawn stuff they'll pick up so there's kind of no excuse for getting rid of that stuff so um the way the ordinance is written and the statute is written is you know you can burn i cut up pallets that we get at the fire station Mm -hmm. into nice little chunks and i use them to start the fire pit Mm -hmm. and then i actually have split wood that we use and so that's what they're designed for they're not designed for um uh, we took this wall down and i have a bunch of oak that's stained and i'm going to just cut it up or paint it um, that stuff's toxic. Um, and But the big thing is we don't... First, you don't want to make it so that you're putting out some kind of poisonous smoke. Um, burning any kind of vegetation 
is super smoky, your neighbors will hate you, and there's a lot of people that have health issues about that. So be be kind about what you're burning and when you're burning, um, and know that there's people around you. Um, and if uh, the way it is now, if we get called to a call in Northfield or Dundas and someone is burning either illegally without without a permit, so the other piece is if you're going to burn more than have a recreational fire, you need a permit. But again, we don't hand out many permits within the city of Northfield and the city of Dundas for burning because you're supposed to haul it away. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really the point. We do for prescribed burns when they burn the stormwater retention ponds or Carlton Arb or St. Olaf. You know, those things are prescribed burns. But if we get called um, and respond to, and you're burning in, you know, burning your leaves in your backyard, um, you're going to get a not getting, you're going to get a fine. You're going to get a response fee fine to be able to pay to have the fire department show up, and then you're going to get a fine for not having a permit. Mm-hmm. That response fee fine can't be cheap. Well, no, and it, the, what we went through it with the, the Joint Powers Board last month is um, the permit fee is $25. If you don't have a permit and we get called, it's double the permit fee, so it's 50 right off the bat. And then the response fee is either $100 or 250 yeah. depending on how Ooh. much of the fleet we roll out. Yeah. And so just be smart. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's the big thing. But, yeah, there's plenty of ways to enjoy an outside um, recreational fire. I want to move on. We, uh, you've had uh, – this is Fire Prevention uh, Awareness Month, yep. uh, October. Uh, you've had a number of activities uh, involving the uh, department, uh, children, education. How's everything gone for you? It's gone really well. We ended up um, – as you know, we ended up pushing it a week from the original Thursday – um, and it pushed it into MEA week last Thursday, and you know, folks were like, "Well, there won't be many people." Well, there was a hundred percent more people than there would have been the week before. So okay. uh, it went really well. We did the normal uh, dog and pony show. We had trinkets to hand out for the kids, and this is all in the radio term forward promoted at the schools because the first part of the sure. week. Um, crews go out and go to all the elementary schools, a lot of daycares. Um, and talk about fire safety with kids, hand out the plastic hats, and then tell them about the open house. The open house would come in and have uh, an old car. I'd like to thank Bill Kelly at Valley Auto House for donating a car for us to cut up in the oh, driveway of the cool. fire hall. And uh, to show people auto extrication. Um, and we set up all the equipment so kids can climb around inside. Um, we had the fire extinguisher trailer set up, which is a little propane fire that is very realistic, and you use a real fire extinguisher um, and have a chance to see what it's like to actually put one of those out. So that went well. And then um, the highlight is the Christmas tree, the propane Christmas tree. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and thanks to the folks at Central Farm Services, they donate the propane, and they come set that up. Um, and it's one of those... Uh, the the risk versus the the visual versus the risk quotient is very low so it's a controlled thing you know we can shut it off but it looks like oh my gosh they're gonna die (laughs) (laughs) it's an impressive fire so it's yeah it's it's a it's a fun little uh visual trick um and it shows what you do if you had to go up and shut a valve off on a propane tank or something like that so um it lights up the sky aramis wells took a whole bunch of pictures um we use those all sorts of flyers that we have so um probably about a little over half the crowd we normally have, but it was a good crowd, and we had a good time. Good. So 
Um, fire prevention, though, there's other pieces of it. Uh, a lot of the fire prevention community in the fire service is really saying, you know, it's important to talk to the kids, but the message, we hope the message gets from the kids back home. And a lot of times the kids will go home and say, check the smoke detector, all these things. Yep. Um, the biggest place for residential fires is in the kitchen for mm -hmm. starting residential fires. Um, and so to really try to get the message out, not only to the kids, but to everyone, um, especially I was talking, um, we had dinner with my mom last night and talked about people as my mom said, well, as people get older, their, their, you know, memory isn't as good. We had a call, an apartment fire that, um, self-extinguished for the most part at someone left a pan on the stove. Um, it was an aluminum pan and they got out smoked up the whole their whole unit and when the crews brought the pan down you could hold up the aluminum pan and look through it wow so it got hot enough just sitting there on the stove that it completely melted wow all the aluminum um that smoked out the one. apartment and the crew had to go in and pull a little bit of sheetrock behind the oven and stove to make sure so um unattended probably yeah um so and you know there's a whole bunch of things about that we've known for years about being careful in the kitchen to make sure Toddlers don't come up and, like, put their hands on an open oven that you have open and you're going to put something in. So good safety about that. But um, making sure you don't set stuff, you know, take the – we have one of those little plastic things that we put in the microwave because Marilyn doesn't like it when we put stuff in there and it explodes all over the microwave. So yeah, that's yeah. reasonable. Yeah. And take it down and, and you set it on a burner and then you're doing something else and you don't light up the right burner or something like right. that. So. Um, having combustibles too close, know what to do. If it's a grease fire, don't pour water on it. I, I have to say, listening to you say all this stuff, I'm shocked that I haven't set my own kitchen on fire at least a dozen times. Oh, I've, I've, every year I have some kind of little stove fire, Rich. I just know what to do. Just put a cover on it. You know, you don't need to call, right? And then you look around to see if... And, and, I do a lot of this stuff all the time. Oh, wait, did I leave the oven on? An hour and a half after dinner. Oh, I, you, know. you know, I'm able to avoid that. I have cereal for breakfast and then eat at quarterback club oh, well, for the rest of my meals. The pharmaceutical turn company that, that makes Lipitor, thanks you. <laughs> if, if Dale Figger would put me on a, uh, 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 on a tab, I probably would do that, too. Mm -hmm. You've got a nice deal there. Yeah. Anyway. Another thing that people do sometimes is they store, I can't say Tupperware, because, you know, plastic stuff like that in the oven. Yeah. For some reason. Or, you know, and it doesn't even have to be that. It could be pans or whatever. Mm -hmm. and Anything then, you're hiding. And yeah. then somebody comes in, you know, you've got a babysitter or you've got a neighbor or your folks come over, they're going to use your oven. It's like, well, don't forget to check. Well, think of somewhere else to put that yeah. stuff. because mm -hmm. Or yeah. kids or whatever. So um, the other place that the fatal fires, most fatal fires still are caused by careless smoking. Mm. And so... We've talked before, too, is there's um, a lot of other things about smoking. Most people, it seems like, smoke outside now, right? Mm -hmm. Whether you're in an apartment building or whatever. Um, but we've talked about, we've had several fires over the past few years where um, smoking materials are either not put out well outside or people put, you know, they think, oh, I've got this this plant from whatever this mm -hmm. this year and it's dead now. I'll pull the plant out. Well, a lot of the stuff in that in the soil is like peat moss, which we know can make a peat fire and it's combustible, just make some kind of an actual ashtray or cigarette butt disposal and have it five feet at least away from the house. Um, it can easily get into, you know, all the chips or whatever you have around the house. It can get, especially this time of year, well, when it dries up a little, all the stuff you've got around the house dries up. 
um, and it actually is combustible. And so then, then you can get a fire, and the chips that goes into that native grass or ornamental grass you have gets into the siding, gets into the attic, uh, and then, yeah, bad. I haven't had a cigarette in 27 years, but so maybe people have just forgotten this method. You used to have a coffee can outside with uh, some sand in it or or a little water or right. something and that's where your cigarette butts go and then it gets really gross and you have to dump it out <laughs> yeah, that's what well the other thing about quit, that is <laughs> you've seen those fancy ones where it's like a you know a metal can with a tube and you put it in well somebody's got to empty those yeah. because what'll happen too is someone will put a butt in there and then it'll just start smoldering in that thing and I haven't seen them burst into flames, but I've seen them melt. And so it's like you got to, mm-hmm. you know, just take it, get it all wet a couple days early and get yeah, rid of the stuff. So Tom Nelson is with us, Northfield Area Fire and Rescue Fire Chief. Uh, let me see. We've talked about fire safety. What do we, uh, anything else on fire safety before you? Yeah, on? I mean, just candles. We're getting into that season. Um, candles are nice. Uh, my kids would say, Dad, you never let us have a candle in the house. It's like. No, we didn't. <laughs> I'm a fire. We used to, you know, we used to have, you know, votives around, and I just say use caution. Right. Um, we've had a couple fires, apartment fires, where people have had candles, and then the drapes blew and started the candle on fire. You forget about it. Um, just be careful and use common sense. Don't mix open flame and alcohol. Um, or if you're really tired, it's just easy to forget about that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. again, be careful about that. Um, That leads nicely into, we talked a little bit about outdoor smoking, but another thing of concern is grilling outside with propane and grills. Again, broken record, I sound like. We've had a couple fires where it started in the grill and got into the deck and got into the siding and so on and so on. Um, The big thing this time of year, people are going to take their their propane grills and they're going to roll them into the garage. The propane grill is just fine in the garage not the propane tank. Um, you, The biggest propane thing you can have indoors or in an unattached or attached garage is one of those torches for, like, the Coleman stove, you know, that you hold in your mm-hmm. hand. You mm-hmm. use it for soldering or whatever you do. Um, those are okay to have inside a residence or, um, you know, a business or anything, but you cannot store and shouldn't store propane tanks, 20-pound tanks, anywhere inside. I have a question. I have a, I, I have a propane grill, which I love, and it sits on my uh, patio, which is, I mean, it sits probably, the grill sits four inches probably from my house. Um, there's a tank in there, and I keep it covered. And I, I mean, I won't, it, it's covered now and I probably won't uncover it again yep. until. Now you just open yourself up to a fire chief there. Well, I'm you might do You've got a really good point. A really good point, Rich, yeah. because there's two concerns with having a propane tank inside. One is the main reason is that we've had multiple calls where people call and they smell gas. Mm-hmm. And we go in and we look at the gas meter on the side of the house first to see if that thing's cranking. And the next thing we do is we go around with a four gas monitor and check. And we find that the propane tank or the valve or something with the in the garage got bumped. And so the propane is released in the garage. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden you have a flammable liquid filling the garage. So that's a potential. So back to your question about if you have a grill, don't store the propane inside. Store it outside. And 
I don't care how close the propane tank is to the house, really. Okay. Because it's not going to build up, yeah. right? So it's going to just, if, it, if anything happens to the valve or anything, it's just going to give it off, and it's, gonna, it's not going to be in a confined space. Okay. So first thing it would be, if you can store it a little bit away from the house, if great, but just don't store them in the house. Because then the other thing we typically will have, let's say we have a garage fire, and we get up there, what do you got in the house? Oh, I've got my grill and two bottles of propane. Those become missiles. Yep. And they basically can explode. And so that's a hazard to firefighters. That's a hazard basically to the neighborhood because those things can jettison. The term is blevy, boiling liquid ex- expanding vapor. It's not good. It's not no. levity. It's no. levity. No, we're going to get to that, too, yes. So, yeah. We're looking for levity here. This time of year, be, be looking at all those things that, that are open flames as the holiday comes, as we start partying more. Um just do common sense and remember, you know, think about what your mom would say if you were dinking around with a candle or something. So um, that'll keep you Richard. Safe. Yes. All right. <laughs> Tom, we've got about one minute left. What else do you have? Um, this time of year, again, we are, you know, it's going to be time change before too long. Think about changing your – I'm not even going to say changing your batteries. I'm going to say replacing your smoke alarms and your CO alarms. They are good for 10 years. CO alarms will actually, at about 10 years, will start beeping for no reason to tell you to do something. And we talk about it never happens at 2 in the afternoon. It happens at 2 in the morning. So get those things changed out. They're not expensive. Just happened to me last week. Yep. Yep. There you go. Tom, thank you. Always a pleasure. Having well, I appreciate in. the chance to come in, yeah, gentlemen. Next time, maybe you can spin in a couple more folksy yards. We'll try to get that. Right. A get, little get less real material, in. a little yeah. more levity. It's Fire Prevention Month, so we understand that. And you did a good job of explaining to us what needs to be prevented. Thanks, Jeff.